0: President Trump announces he's running for president. And Shazam, now they're going to, now they're going to, we're going to, we're going to, some bookkeeping error from seven years ago is hmm. misdemeanors. Makes absolutely no sense. But you
1: don't know what the charges are. He may have broken the law. Does that concern you? We, we don't think, we don't think President
2: Trump broke the law at all. Oh, I see. So the head of the Judiciary Committee is not concerned, doesn't know what the charges are, but doesn't think they broke the law. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. Got it, Jim Jordan. I got the feeling that some. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right Here I am stuck in the middle with you Yep from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast As heard on KPFK, 90.7 FM in L.A., 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 in Ridgecrest and China Lake. Also in California, in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI and Round Mountains KKRN. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO and Eugene's KEPW. Minneapolis, St. Paul's, AM 950 KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day on the Internet. On the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Verdant Square Radio, Detour Talk, and most of your favorite podcast sites, Blanketing Planet Earth, I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me from Bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us for another thrilling edition of the Bradcast and what could be, we will see, could be Indictment Week for the disgraced former president of the United States, including the first ever criminal indictment of a former president. In U.S. history, I would like to try and open the phones to all of you uh, today on that to find out what uh, what you think is going to happen here, how it's going to happen and what will be the effect on both the nation and potentially the 2024 election. Our phone number today for those of you in our live listening area in and around Southern California or listening live on our web stream from anywhere in the world via KPFK.org is 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. If you'd like to queue up right now, it has been a while since I've been able to open up the phones. We'll see if they work today. We will try to make that happen. A few items of note first, however. It was 20 years ago today. No, Desi Doyen, not Sergeant Pepper, unfortunately. You saw that coming, didn't you? Yeah. Unfortunately, 20 years ago today was the shameful start of... George W. Bush's unlawful U.S. invasion of Iraq, which resulted in a years-long war, the deaths of hundreds of thousands of Iraqis and nearly 5,000 members of the U.S. military. Nobody has ever been held accountable for that invasion, despite the lies that were told by the Bush-Cheney administration To support the attack, even as we now watch Russia, another imperialistic nation, continue its deadly unlawful invasion against a sovereign, in this case, neighboring nation in Ukraine. Another grotesquely deadly and criminal war, that one now in its second year with no signs of the aggressor nation planning to end it at any time soon. As we have discussed many times on this program, it's remarkable to watch so many who correctly opposed the Iraq war now somehow flipping sides to back the invading nation of Russia somehow as they now play the role of war criminals against a foreign sovereign nation. That, even as many who were conned into supporting the U.S. war against Iraq have now, if uh, just two decades later, finally come around to their senses to realize how they were scammed into supporting that war in the first place, or at least have come somewhat to their senses. Two decades after the U.S. invaded Iraq, according to a new Axios-Ipsos poll, a pretty huge majority— 61% of Americans do not believe the U.S. made the right decision in doing so. Well, that took long enough. While the invasion toppled a brutal dictator, Axios notes it sparked 20 years of instability in Iraq, which continues today and has damaged uh, America's standing in the world. On the positive side, the chaos and destruction that followed the invasion have made a generation of Americans and their leaders more skeptical of the US uh, of the use of uh, the military force overseas in particular in the Middle East according to the polling the invasion was extremely controversial overseas but shamefully it was highly popular at the time here in the US no matter how much we told you at the time it was all lies. A Pew poll in February of 2003 found that 66% of Americans approved of military action in Iraq at the time, just 26% disapproved. Of course that might be because folks like me were not on uh, the air quite as much as the folks who were out there supporting it 24-7 on uh, stations all across the the, the country.
3: Yes, and for those of us who were Around and aware at the time, there were these massive demonstrations that, especially in mm-hmm. uh, Los Angeles, I remember there was one massive anti-Iraq War demonstration on Hollywood Boulevard mm-hmm. right before the run-up to the war, and those were not covered very much by corporate media. No, so I think ignored. there was a lot that was not shown to the American Correct. people, which I think helped support this this run-up and this drive to war. Of the course, war drums, of
2: course, were. the uh, the the protests were downplayed. Uh, people who had opinions. That did not go along with the uh, with the establishment. It wasn't just unfortunate. It wasn't just Republicans. It was Democrats as well. Uh, were not you know welcomed on the airwaves. Guys like me had to fight our way onto the airwaves. At the time, sixty six percent approved of the U uh, S. attack on Iraq. Twenty years later, sixty one percent of Americans disapprove. Believe it was a mistake. As you know, we have tr- spent years trying to make clear, uh, even at the time and in the years since. At the time, the Bush administration justified the invasion on the grounds that Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein possessed weapons of mass destruction, which were never found because, as the evidence already available at the time revealed uh, but ignored or, or you know, buried or lied about by the Bush-Cheney administration, Uh, Those WMDs never existed in the first place. Fifty-seven percent of Americans at the time also believed that falsely that Saddam Hussein played a role in the 9-11 attacks, according to polling from Pew. Wonder where they got that idea. But I should note here the uh, critical role, as uh, Desi did, uh, that the media played in all of this. The American people were conned by the Bush-Cheney administration, yes, but they could not have done any of it without the help, without the complicity of the American corporate media, who blithely reported whatever the administration said at the time while ignoring or, yes, even suppressing the mountains of evidence and critical voices against it. U.S. forces then spent eight years battling a determined insurgency. An estimated, and I would add conservative, 200,000 Iraqis at least were killed. That, according to Axios, along with nearly 5,000 U.S. troops. The war cost the U.S. an estimated $2 trillion. And again, no one no one has been held accountable for that historic failure of foreign policy and the myriad war crimes that came with it. Barack Obama made his opposition to the Iraq War a central tenet of his 2008 presidential campaign. He promised to pull out within 16 months. Eventually, he did withdraw the remaining U.S. forces. In 2011, but was forced to send troops back there three years later after ISIS conquered huge regions of Iraq and neighboring Syria in Syria in the power vacuum that followed. Donald Trump criticized the war repeatedly during his 2016 campaign. But he falsely claimed that he opposed it from the beginning. There was a whole lot of stuff that he lied about in 2016 in hopes of becoming president. We will be talking about more of that momentarily. You might want to have a word or two about it as well, 818-985-KPFK. But 20 years later, just 31% of Americans think that the Iraq War made America safer. Just 31%. Only 36% think the U.S. was right to invade in the first place. According to Axios and Ipsos polling, there is a clear partisan divide. Nonetheless, a majority of Republicans still 58 percent, 58 percent of Republicans still believe the U.S. was right to invade compared to just 26 percent of those who uh, describe them as Democrats who believe that. In uh, news disturbingly related today from Michael Cranish at Washington Post, uh, in a lengthy, detailed investigative report that we won't have the time to cover here in full, but uh, we may, I suspect, find reason to revisit this in the coming weeks and months, Ron DeSantis now governor of Florida, was a 27-year-old Navy lawyer fresh out of Harvard when he arrived at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, amid an escalating crisis at the U.S. military base back in 2006. Hundreds of so-called enemy combatants at the time who were being held without charges had gone on hunger strikes as pressure grew to end the protests. DeSantis later said he was part of a team of military lawyers asked what could be done. How do I combat this? A commanding officer asked in uh, in 2006, as Ron DeSantis recalled in an interview that he gave years later to a local CBS TV station. He said, quote, hey, you can actually force feed that's how DeSantis responded in his role as a legal advisor here's what you can do here's kind of the rules for doing that said DeSantis according to DeSantis ultimately the Pentagon took his advice authoring that uh, authorizing that uh, detainees be strapped into a chair and And a lubricated tube was stuffed down their nose so a nurse could pour down two cans of protein drink, according to military records. The detainees' lawyers tried and failed to stop the painful practice, arguing it violated international torture conventions. Seventeen years later, as the governor of Florida and a potential 2024 presidential contender, DeSantis has largely skimmed over that uh, part of his experience at the base, giving a brief mention in his new book, The Courage to be Free, or perhaps as it should be renamed, The Courage to Commit War Crimes, or Crimes Against Humanity in Violation of All International Torture Conventions, including those supported by his hero, Ronald Reagan. Maybe that should be the new name. It's a little long. I understand. DeSantis now uh, rarely speaking in depth about uh, his actions in Guantanamo, where prisons prisoners have alleged they suffered abuse and human rights violations, including, yes, torture. Um Independent groups have decried their treatment with the U.N. Commission on Human Rights, concluding that force-feeding detainees does, in fact, amount to torture. And the International Committee of the Red Cross, they reached a similar conclusion. The U.S. military continues, however, to deny all such claims. Torture? What torture? I know the world sees it as torture, but we feel differently here in America, apparently. Uh, DeSantis had a close up view of all of this, including some of the most disturbing incidents at the detention camp during one of its most violent years, according to a review by The Washington Post of public records, media reports and dozens of interviews, including with DeSantis's commanding officer, the prison warden other base officials, former detainees and defense lawyers. He has repeatedly argued that the U.S. was correct in imprisoning detainees outside of the legal system without formal charges. And after joining Congress in 2013, he became a leading voice to keep the Guantanamo Bay prison open, even though few of the detainees were ever charged with anything, and most have been released He has described the hunger strikes as part of a jihad against the U.S. Prisoners that we were detaining without charges, refusing to eat. That was a jihad against the U.S. as Ron DeSantis. One of the uh, top frontrunners for uh, the Republican Party to become the next president of the United States. That's how he saw it. Torture is a violation of international law period, and treaties to which the U.S. has entered into by Ronald Reagan, of all people. Uh, We are a party to that. There is, to me, uh, to my knowledge, no statute of limitations for bringing charges against those who commit torture and or recommend it according to those international accords. And uh, the country where the person lives who participated or helped in the torture must bring charges against him or international bodies have the right to do so. Indeed, uh, the legal requirement to do so under the torture conventions. As noted, depending on how things go in the next few weeks and months, we may have more uh, cause to revisit that story in detail. But I wanted to make sure that you at least knew about it breaking over the weekend with everything else that's going on and sucking the oxygen out of Everything else uh, that isn't immediately uh, Trump related or Trump indictment related right now. And uh, one more. Speaking of uh, war crimes, as I mentioned, Russia's own ongoing attempt to force authoritarianism on its sovereign neighbors. It's also worth noting today that the uh, International Criminal Court on Friday issued an arrest warrant for Russian President Vladimir Putin for, yes, war crimes, accusing him of personal responsibility uh, for the abduction of thousands of children from Ukraine. It was the first time that the global court has issued a warrant against the leader of one of the five permanent members of the U.N. Security Council, The uh, ICC, International Criminal Court, said in a statement that Putin, quote, is allegedly responsible for the war crime of unlawful deportation of children and that and that of unlawful transfer of children from occupied areas of Ukraine to the Russian Federation. The move was immediately dismissed by Moscow and uh, welcomed by Ukraine as a major breakthrough. While it's unlikely that Putin will actually face arrest or trial anytime soon, as Russia says they do not recognize the jurisdiction of the ICC, it does make it now next to impossible for the Russian leader to travel anywhere other than, you know, countries like China or Syria or Iran if he steps into virtually any other country in the world, including at international summits. Well, he faces the possibility of arrest from any nation that is a party to the ICC. That said, David Crane, a former international prosecutor, um, said, uh, uh, quote, Vladimir Putin will forever be marked as a pariah globally. He has lost all of his political credibility around the world. Any world leader who stands with him Will be shamed as well. Whether that's true or not, that remains to be seen. But I will just say uh, that this news, like the possibility of accountability for our own autocratic leader, Donald Trump, comes not a moment too soon. If you've yet to see it, uh, with the threat of rising autocracy in Europe once again, I just want to. I cannot recommend highly enough the extraordinary, truly breathtaking documentary film that we watched here over the weekend called Navalny, which won the uh, Academy Award for Best Documentary last week. I don't want to give too much away because I got to tell you, there were parts of this movie that just left my uh, jaw dropped as we actually see what happened. We're not told about it. We actually see it happen from cameras inside with the Navalny family as the... Now imprisoned Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny faces uh, an assassination attempt and actually survives that assassination attempt uh, in order to end up tricking one of his own attempted murderers into confessing everything to him. It is all caught on camera by the filmmakers. It is absolutely astounding. I, you know if you have HBO max or access to the film somehow, uh, you will want to see this and I will I will tell you also that despite the dark subject matter as I've just described it, it's actually uplifting and even, hilarious at some times.
3: Yes. And it's it's truly shocking, like you have said, about the insider access that they had as these events were unfolding in real time. But also, I just want to add on a filmmaking perspective. It deserved the Oscar because it is actually an achievement in, it's probably one of the best documentaries I've seen just Mm. from the production values and the photography, which is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. it's just uh, overall, it is a very moving and uh, incredibly uh, incredibly constructed uh, work of art that is also a work of history.
2: Uh, yeah, shocking and stunning that you're actually seeing this stuff play out in 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 real time in this film. Trust me, go watch this movie, thank me later, send me an email, bradcast at bradblog.com uh, But particularly as we're in the middle of this, you know, debate for some reason, it's a debate over what is happening in Ukraine, you Go to yourself to see what kind of human being Vladimir Putin actually is. And this movie tells that story brilliantly. All right. Now uh, to some accountability. Finally, in our own nation, maybe for criminal autocratic leaders, apparently the Republican Party in Congress, well, they seem to want no such accountability. Apparently, they're just fine with the autocracy and the violations of law. The uh, GOP-run House Judiciary Committee, according to, yes, Fox News today, is demanding that Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg testify before Congress in the wake of his, quote, unprecedented abuse of prosecutorial authority. As he uh, reportedly considers indicting President Trump on charges related to hush money payments made to adult film star Stormy Daniels in 2016. Committee chair of the House Judiciary Committee, uh, committee chair Jim Jordan, a uh, Republican of Ohio, sent a letter exclusively obtained by Fox News. Wow, that's a get. How did they get that? Uh, how did they manage to get their hands on that letter from Jim Jordan? Great job, Fox News. Good digging. Anyway, is a letter uh, that he, Jordan sent to Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan Dis- uh, the Manhattan District Attorney, on Monday morning, demanding his testimony. The letter also is signed by House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer of Kentucky and House Committee on Administration Chair Brian Steele. But wow, talk about the weaponization of the federal government, which Republicans have been, you know, pretending to be concerned about. Look what they are doing.
3: (laughs) So are you saying that this weaponization of the federal government committee was not so much an investigation as it was a promise? Correct. They plan on weaponizing. Okay.
2: They are forcing a prosecutor, uh, you know, who is fighting for, uh, you know, fighting crime, fighting against Crime fighting for law and order, forcing that prosecutor to come in and testify about an ongoing criminal investigation into something for which formal charges have not yet even been brought. Can you imagine if Democrats had done something like that to a prosecutor investigating, say, Hunter Biden brought him in, hauled him in uh, and, and, and demanded he answer questions about the investigation while it was still underway? Jordan warned Uh, D.A. Bragg in the letter that if news reports of possible Trump indictment are accurate, Bragg's Bragg's actions, quote, will erode confidence in the even-handed application of justice and unalterably interfere in the court of the 2024 presidential election. You got that? Taking legal action. For accountability against a crime that arguably helped Donald Trump win the 2016 election, had this not happened, then uh, Stormy Daniels uh, and Karen McDougal, a a Playboy model, would have come out most likely and said that they had affairs with this guy. Stormy Daniels uh, apparently slept with Donald Trump when uh, I think Melania had just given birth four months earlier. All of this helped Donald Trump win the 2016 election. But by, uh, you know, covering up his affair with the porn star and separately the Playboy model, um, well, that would be interfering in the court of 2024 presidential election if he is held accountable for having done that and lied to authorities about it, claimed That he, well, didn't do it at all, that he didn't give $130,000 to Stormy Daniels, that he didn't end up giving $400,000 to his own attorney, Michael Cohen, to uh, cover all of this up. And then lied about why he gave Michael Cohen that $400,000, lied in his uh, his, uh, election uh, materials, lied in his taxes about all of this. All of that is a crime. And somebody is trying to hold him accountable for that. And yet, ironically, the guy who heads the House Judiciary Committee also heads the new subcommittee on the so-called weaponization of the federal government. He is trying to weaponize the federal government to prevent that from happening, to prevent there from being law and order, to support crime, I guess. Yeah, silly me! I thought that committee was against that weaponization. Who knew? So, uh, with a Manhattan jury, grand jury uh, now uh, indictment now believed likely in Manhattan, but its timing unclear. Donald J. Trump sought to rally supporters to his side early on Saturday morning, declaring that he would be arrested on Tuesday, and he called for protests. All of that, a lie. Our phone number is 818-985-5735. If you want to call in and talk about what you think is actually going to happen over the next few days. On his uh, website, Truth Social, on Saturday morning in two long, all caps, posts, uh which uh, one of which ended uh, the far and away leading republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week protest take our nation back he wrote again in all caps well um That's unlikely to happen. Two hours later, even his own spokesman issued a statement saying that Trump had not written his post with direct knowledge of the timing of any arrest. He added that President Trump is rightfully highlighting his innocence and the weaponization of our injustice system. Trump's social media post had an immediate impact. Within hours, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, one of the most powerful people in the government, and who partly owes his position to Donald Trump he posted on twitter that he was calling for investigations into whether federal funds were being used for quote political politically motivated prosecutions in new york this Particular prosecution is under New York state law. It's unlikely that it would include the use of federal funds, but that's what Speaker McCarthy was claiming. A spokesperson for the Manhattan District Attorney declined to comment to The New York Times, but in a private retort to Trump's Trump's message on Saturday that was obtained by Politico, Alvin Bragg told employees in an email that, quote, We do not tolerate attempts to intimidate our office or threaten the rule of law in New York. Our law enforcement partners will ensure that any specific or credible threats against the office will be fully investigated and that the proper safeguards are all in place. So all 1,600 of us have a secure work environment. Bragg wrote, adding that the office has been coordinating with the New York Police Department, the Office of Court Administration, that's the administrative arm of the court system in New York, on all of this. Bragg added that, quote, as with all of our investigations, we will continue to apply the law evenly and fairly and speak publicly only when appropriate. In his email, Bragg did not identify Donald Trump by name, referring only to the, quote, public comments surrounding an ongoing investigation By this office. Now, Trump, no matter what his dumb all caps statement said on Saturday, is clearly freaked out about all of this. Prosecutors working for Bragg have signaled that an indictment of Trump could, in fact, be imminent this week. In fact, uh, but they have not told uh, Trump's lawyers when those charges would be sought or uh, when an arrest would be made, according to The New York Times. At least one more witness, uh, who we now know to be Trump attorney, Robert Costello, was set to testify in front of the grand jury on Monday. Costello is believed to be an opponent of the prosecution's star witness in this case. That would be Trump's former lawyer and fixer, Michael Cohen, who already went to jail. In relation to the hush money conspiracy, which he pleaded guilty to and noted during his federal sentencing that it was carried out at the direction, quote, at the direction of Donald Donald Trump and done on his behalf. In New York, defendants must be invited to speak to the grand jury before charges can officially be filed. Well, last week, Bragg invited Trump to do so. Uh, This week, and Trump declined reportedly, but defendants are also allowed to have a witness speak to the grand jury on their behalf, which is what Costello is now believed to be doing uh, on Monday. Michael Cohen, who already testified a number of times to the grand jury, he was reportedly called in as well on Monday as a rebuttal witness to Costello. So, when will actual charges come? Well, we don't actually know. In fact, if, uh, you know, we don't know if they will come at all, to be frank, much less what they will specifically be for. So, please take, uh, you know, Donald Trump's claim that he will be arrested on Tuesday with as much salt as you possibly can find. Same thing with, uh, you know, folks like uh, uh, Jim Jordan, who are, you know, claiming that this is an outrage. They don't even know what the charges are. They don't even know if there will be charges. And while an indictment on New York state charges theoretically could happen as early as Tuesday, Donald Trump will almost certainly not be arrested in Florida at Mar-a-Lago, But it does raise some interesting questions about how all of this is actually going to happen if it does happen. And that's what I'd love to hear from you guys about 818-985-5735. Uh, you know, Trump is unlikely to be arrested, much less in Florida, as he pretends to claim. An indictment would likely be issued and he'd be invited to turn himself in in New York. He'd eventually be required to do so. But if he doesn't, what then? I mean, what happens next if he decides, well, I'm not going to Florida. I'm not going to New York. I'm staying here in Florida. What happens next at that point is really anyone's guess. This is entirely uncharted territory with the first time a former U.S. president would be charged in a criminal indictment. Now, we've got some ideas about what Trump supporters and even his attorney are saying about what Trump supporters should do and what the former president will or won't do. But as long as, you know, we've been talking about it, reporting on it, calling for accountability for the former disgraced former president, calling for criminal indictments against this guy. For all of that time, frankly, we have not spent much time on how that would actually physically come about. I mean, literally, physically. If, they, if their state charges from New York and Trump's in Florida and he decides to not fly to New York to turn himself in and face the charges like a big boy, then what? Then what? Does New York State ask Governor Ron DeSantis to pretty please have his state law enforcement go arrest the former president at Mar-a-Lago and extradite him back to New York as a fugitive from justice? Fugitive Trump? Same questions about the case, uh, you know, likely to come out of Georgia as well. What happens when they announce those indictments? Does Donald Trump show up and plead not guilty? So I'm wondering... How listeners envision what, if anything, will happen next in all of this. 818 985 5735 is our phone number. You know, if special counsel Jack Smith eventually files federal indictments, well, then sure. If Trump doesn't turn himself in, the FBI goes and arrests him. But state charges, that's a different story. Uh, will we be looking at a, at a fugitive former president shortly? I don't like to speculate, but that doesn't mean you can't. 818-985-KPFK. According to The Times, when the Trump Organization's former chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, was arrested in New York in 2021, Trump watched in horror as television news showed Weisselberg handcuffed and flanked by officers in the courthouse. And the former president said he could not believe what was happening. Well, believe it, baby. Because you might be next. Uh, But first, you're going to have to put on your big boy pants and uh, get to New York. Or you can just remain a fugitive at Mar-a-Lago. So what's going to happen next? Seriously, Uh, is this the week that the indictments are going to come down? You're welcome to guess. You're welcome to speculate. And if they do, will he turn himself in? He says he's not guilty, so surely he'll face the legal system and give them the evidence that he's not guilty, right? Uh, Is he going to force law enforcement to come and arrest him? Is he going to pull one of those come and get me coppers while barricading himself inside of Mar-a-Lago, hoping that his protesters that he called for surrounded the place to protect him from arrest? Maybe Uh, they are some of them talking about it right now. Will they actually turn out? Uh, You know, a lot of them are already in jail from the last time Donald Trump called them to do this. Give us a call. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. Let's take a quick break and we will come back with some of your calls and much more right here on the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman.
3: What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. We'll turn Manhattan into an isle of joy. Yeah,
2: maybe we will. Welcome back to the broadcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Maybe it will be an isle of joy this week if we finally see our disgraced former president facing criminal charges, which should have been brought against him long ago. 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. Is it going to happen? And if it does, what next? Will Donald Trump turn himself in, or is he going to uh, barricade himself at Mar-a-Lago? I've got some thoughts on what his, some of his supporters are talking about, but let me get to some of your thoughts on all of this first. Uh, James in Venice, welcome to the broadcast, sir.
4: Thank you, Brad. Uh, since DeSantis is uh, running as the Republican nominee mm-hmm. for president, it would be in his best interest to extradite Trump. Out of
2: Florida. Now, uh, that's what one would think if you didn't think it too far through, James. But here's what I would argue in response. Uh, He needs DeSantis, if he wants to become the nominee, he's going to need a whole bunch of Trump supporters to vote for him, whether it's in the primary or in the general. Do you think he wants to tick them off that much by extraditing their hero to face criminal charges in New York?
4: Well, if they make up only 30% of the population, what else are they going to do? Will they vote for a Democrat?
2: Um, No, but they might vote for Donald Trump, even uh, just to spite uh, Ron DeSantis in the primary. No? No.
4: I'd still love to see it,
2: Brad. Oh, I'm not saying I wouldn't love to see it, James. I'm just trying to say I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But uh, thank you, James. Let's keep watching for it. And thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to uh, Pam in San Bernardino. Hey, Pam. Welcome to the Bradcast.
5: Brad, thanks hey. for taking the call. Sure. Oh, by the way, I just came from across the pond, and I was able to listen to you and Desi in, in in England.
2: Oh, that's great! I'm glad we we made it out all the way to England, Des. That's good. She she gives thumbs up. Uh, thank you. What's up, Pam?
5: Um, well, I, if memory serves me correctly, he was named as a co-conspirator in Michael Cohen's um, um, case.
2: Correct. Well, he, he so was an unindicted co-conspirator, yeah.
5: But he was named, so I don't know how um, uh, Jim Jim Shorts Jordan,
4: mm-hmm. is, you
5: know, what, whatever he's saying. Right. Um, but actually, I wanted to talk about the illegal invasion of Iraq 20 years ago.
2: Okay, okay.
5: Is
2: <laughs> that okay? Yeah, absolutely.
5: Um, I... I I was against it from the first uh-huh. because I knew what we were doing was wrong yeah. and as a matter of fact MoveOn.org
3: mm-hmm. had
5: protests all over Miami at the time I was a resident of Florida mm-hmm. and we were out there on the streets protesting and I had two nephews who were in the military one in the Marines and one in the Army mm-hmm. and they were re- redeployed several times one is as actually a disabled vet mm-hmm. and when I heard that Putin was charged by the ICC. I'm thinking to myself, why are they sitting on their hands about Bush and Cheney, yep. and and I mean, Rums- Rumsfeld and and yep. Colin Powell? They're they're no longer on the face of this earth, but they too were complicit. Yep. Condoleezza Rice. I can go down Bolton. Why aren't they being charged as well by the
2: ICC? I couldn't agree more. And I think one of the reasons is because uh, the U.S. has a lot of control over what goes on at that ICC, I fear. And, uh, well, accountable for thee but not for me, I guess. Uh, Great points, Pam. Really appreciate it. And appreciate you finding us uh, all the way across the pond and listening to the broadcast from there.
5: My siblings passed away, and I went there, so I didn't want to see you guys while
2: I was going. But thanks for taking the
5: call, and thanks for what you're doing.
2: truly appreciate it. You're very kind. I'm sorry for your loss. Thanks for the call, Pam. bye bye Eight one eight nine eight five 818 818-985-KPFK. Let's go to Corbin in L.A. Hey, Corbin. Welcome to the broadcast. Hi. How are you? I'm hanging in there. How are you, Corbin?
1: (laughs) Same, same. Yeah, I was calling because um, I actually I worked for uh, Mark Jacoby who was uh, at one point uh, in the running to be Trump's campaign manager. Mm. And um, sorry, what were you saying?
2: Oh No, nothing. I was I'm listening with uh, rapt attention. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And uh, I don't have anything too juicy for you pertaining (laughs) to this. Um, And and I don't think he's probably going to go to jail like the last caller was saying. I think there's a lot of presidents that should be in jail. Yeah. Um, I think he should be in jail, mm-hmm. but um, I was I was pretty involved in the uh, Kanye West campaign um, a few years ago, mm-hmm. and you know it, it was so shady at uh, pretty much every level.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, how, <laughs> how were you, how Corbin? How were you involved in if in it? If it was that shady?
1: Um, I well, I wanted a decent paycheck, <laughs> but um,
2: wow, okay, it was
1: basically. Um, you know, so, getting signatures, so, I, I helped him get on the ballot.
2: So for, uh, for a few signatures, uh, I'm sorry, So for, for a few dollars for p- a paycheck, you would actually try to help Donald Trump win a second term through nefarious means so that he could uh, continue his uh, horrific autocratic reign? Really, Corbyn? I'm not. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but I did have a
1: theory which I think might have come true, and that was that um, he actually could have helped take away the reality star vote Donald Trump or by putting Kanye on the ballot. And there actually is data support to support um, that that could have happened. Take
2: take and away the happened. what? It the,
1: actually, the, hurt the, his campaign more. So I think his um, take
2: away the what, what know, Corbin? His, the reality.
1: I think that by getting, I actually do have some data to support that by getting Kanye on the ballot, yeah, it actually hurt uh, Donald Trump's campaign. I didn't think hmm. I had a, I had a theory that might happen, hmm. um, but yeah, I really needed a job, wow. <laughs> and I didn't know what else to do, and I, I was gotcha. pretty upfront about it.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right. That
1: was what happened.
2: Well, I appreciate the call, Corbin. I appreciate you coming clean on all of that. I, I really do. Uh, but don't do that again, man. We need we need. We all got to be in this fight for democracy. We could be in some very serious trouble uh, in the next few years. Thank you for the call. Yeah, Cor- hopefully he yeah. goes to jail. Hopefully he goes to jail. That's the spirit. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks right. for the call. 818-985-5735. 818 818- 985-KPFK. Let me go to Richard in Palm Springs. Hey, Richard. Welcome to the broadcast, sir.
4: Thank you, Brad. Yeah. Um, well, my first thought when you uh, mentioned surrounding Mar-a-Lago, his supporters, yeah, and my thought is, what will it take this time, rhetorical question basically, mm-hmm. for us, for them to... For the police or whomever mm-hmm. to start putting pushing them back seriously, giving them a, mess, a message that should have been given on January 6th, but probably because Trump virus was in charge— he held it back, even though they're pointing fingers every which way, as usual. So, w- w-
2: but, uh, what do you, what do you, what, um, what do you mean by pushing back? Hopefully, they'll push back. If, if, if there are <laughs> protests, you would like to see them uh, <laughs> shut down. Is that what you're getting at, Richard?
4: Shut down? No, I think they have the right to protest. Of course, mm-hmm. even though. It's just uh, another facade with Mm -hmm. the right wing. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, they lost an election and the man is being arrested. And there are reasons for him being indicted or accused. And Mm -hmm. they don't consider it. He's the president. He's the king in their minds. And therefore, uh, he doesn't get touched.
2: So what would you like to see be done? You said that they didn't do on on January 6th. What would you like to see happen differently this time?
4: Well, I mean, I'm half joking, but half not joking, <laughs> okay. because they want civil war, and they really want to, you know, like they would hang Mike Pence, they would hang whomever. It's just always a war with these people that they look for, mm-hmm. and they're not joking, and I don't believe they're joking at all, and I don't think they're funny if they are,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and uh It just needs to be taken very seriously, and they need to be given their taste of their own medicine already, which I think the Democrats understand to some degree, but it's constantly holding out an olive branch that maybe they'll change, and they just double down, triple down, quadruple down. Yeah. but Again,
2: I'm trying to get it, Richard. What's a taste of their own medicine mean? I'm trying to figure out what you're calling for uh, accountability, obviously, (laughs) but... Well, it's kind of like, you know, these guys are in jail
4: now from January 6th. They're martyrs in their world. So let them really be martyrs. I mean, this is the inevitable. This is where they want it, where it's going to be shootout. And, I mean, do we sit there and act shocked when it happens, or are we fully ready? One shot, okay, you went too far, and, well, I don't know. I guess it's it's interesting. I heard about, what is it, the— where he's going, where the massacre and somewhere in Texas, what is it called again?
2: Uh, he's going to Waco, uh, uh, Texas, where the Waco, Ruby Ridge right, Massacre right. was. Yeah,
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, a, uh, the, it's br- a uh, the another branch, level now. The
2: branch so. Davidian, Branch Davidian. Uh, well, that's right.
4: Yeah, well, this is, yeah, this is the Trump cult or the, the Republican but cult. But you're not calling
2: for violence against the protesters, I assume, correct?
4: I'm assuming they will initiate violence. Like, that's what they, that's the language they understand. And how far will we go in letting them do that before? Well, anyway, you know it's it's, it's inevitable (laughs) the way they are. But I also, if I might uh, about uh, Iraq, I just want to say, back then I listened and was like, wait a minute, we just had a president of eight years, never heard one word about. Weapons of mass destruction. One year in president, yep. all of a sudden they're building – do they do it? Can they do it that fast? I don't think so. And we didn't hear one word. And all of a sudden they make this claim, no no Iraqis in 9-11. And yet these people in Congress voted for this.
2: Yeah. Well, they were they, they were lied to. And, I mean, of course, if I could tell that they were being lied to, that doesn't give – Uh, You know, I don't mean to let them off the hook, but they were lied to. They were pressured. We saw that 66 percent of the U.S. was in favor of this thing because of our crappy media, because folks who were telling the truth, because progressive voices were not allowed onto the public airwaves to correct the nonsense. Um, I'm not trying to give an excuse, but and also, by the way, uh, yeah, at one point, Iraq might have had weapons of mass destruction because we gave it to them. We help them get it. So anyway, thanks, Richard. I, I appreciate the call. I can't join you on the uh, insinuation of One violence against is, anyone, uh, but yeah.
4: If Republicans are talking, assume yeah. they're lying. I. That's f- what we should learn. Unfortunately, the line, that's Ford, by the way.
2: that's that uh, you're not wrong at this point. I hate to say it. Thanks, Richard. Appreciate yeah. it. 818-985-KPFK. Let me take a quick break and we will come back with a few more of your calls as time allows here. And I'll have to kick some of this other news I had hoped to cover related here. Uh, we'll kick it down the road a little bit, but uh, I'd rather hear from you while I have the chance. 818-985-KPFK is my phone number. I'm Brad Friedman. You're listening to The Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the broadcast but we need your help to do it and that help is needed more now than ever please stop by bradblog.com/donate today that's bradblog.com/donate and thanks
3: it baby
2: welcome back To the Bradcast, Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. That's exactly what Donald Trump is calling for, his supporters to light it up, baby. Uh, He wrote in uh, another one of his—he's been doing these uh, all-capital-letter—I don't even know what to call them—statements on his uh, dumb social media site. And uh, he said, among them— Uh, more recently uh, since that Saturday one when he claimed he was going to be arrested on Tuesday. He's not. Uh, It's time, he wrote. We just can't allow this anymore. They're killing our nation as we sit back and watch. We must save America. Protest, protest, protest. Well, some of his uh, supporters have heard that, according to the right-leaning UK Independent. uh, On uh, Sunday, uh, Donald Trump supporters have called for a so-called patriot moat to surround the former president's Mar-a-Lago estate to prevent him from being arrested, as well as protest to shut down New York City. Surround Mar-a-Lago or or wherever he currently is and prevent law enforcement from entering, one person wrote at the Patriots.Win website. Protest around him before the arrest, wrote another person. Trump to be arrested on Tuesday. Our government is lost. Another added, pick a blue city. Take a Trump train like the 75-mile-long one in Florida, park on the freeways, and shut it down. It'd be easy to do this to New York. Just block the bridges and tunnels. They don't have enough cops left to do anything. They don't? I think this dude may have bought into the lies that they fired all the cops or something. That's how gullible these dupes are. Uh, Not to mention, by the way, if you block federal interstates, now you're calling in federal law enforcement. But you go for it, guys. I'm sure it'll work out just fine. 818-985-5735 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let me go to Karen in Oakland. Thanks for holding, Karen. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh,
0: thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, first, of all, first of all, I hope uh, your friend uh, Nicole Chandler uh, recovers from her m- during her medical leave this week. Mm.
2: I have not talked to her. I hope she does as well. Thank you very much. I'll pass that on.
0: Okay. Uh, I'd like to throw a wild card in the the GOP primary between Trump and DeSantis. Uh, Trump is, uh, by the way, going to Waco later this month for a rally. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, you mentioned uh, DeSantis's involvement in Guantanamo, all the torture down there. Yep. Uh, I'd like to. I think that perhaps uh, Dick Cheney might insert himself into the, this battle because one, Dick Cheney uh, more or less uh, signed off on torture during the mm-hmm. during the. The uh, Cheney Bush administration, mm-hmm. uh, Cuba, Afghanistan, Iraq, all those black black sites. Yep. As, and second, uh, Dick Cheney uh, hates Trump for what he did to his uh, daughter, Liz. Right. So there might be some... Uh...
2: Well, I'm not sure how that tie-in would work in that DeSantis... Uh, that this news would theoretically not be good for DeSantis that he was in favor of uh, of torture. That said, no, I think, in, I think, yeah, I
0: think Cheney would support DeSantis over Trump. That's what I'm saying.
2: I think he would uh, support him uh, over Trump, uh, for sure, and maybe now even more so now that he knows he was uh, helpful with his torture program. Yeah.
0: Although, although I don't know if his uh, lesbian daughter would support either candidate. Okay,
2: thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Let me get to I got a few more. uh, Just a, boy, I got a minute or two left here, so uh, we'll try to do this as quickly as we possibly can. Vaughn in Granada Hills. Hey, Vaughn, very quickly, welcome to the broadcast.
4: Yes, thank you very much. I will very quickly say that uh, they're talking about the Iraq war and how the major, major news outlets, except for one, got that wrong. And how I know that shows on KPFK were all talking about how there was no weapons of mass destruction in that yep. They had a guy who was there, and they were also right about Enron, that there was no, it was all a big sham. Mm-hmm. And uh, why, isn't, is, why isn't Pacifica considered a major news w- w- outlet when they get it all right?
2: Because telling the truth is uh, not is frowned upon in this country and on these airwaves, Vaughn. <laughs> thanks for that call. I do appreciate yes, it. Okay, thanks. You bet. Uh, let me go to Matt in the San Luis Obispo. Uh, there we go. Hey, Matt. Welcome to the broadcast.
1: Great. Thank you. Good show. Uh, I'll just be brief. I, I really disagree with the caller earlier who seemed to be silently hinting towards condoning violence.
2: Yes, That's me too. That's
1: not the way. Let's be more like judo. Let the, the, their momentum disarm them. Yep. And the, the Iraq War completely ridiculous. And you know, look at the New York Times. Judith Miller went to prison, and she's working there again.
3: Yep.
2: Chris Hedges spoke
1: out early. He got canned and was never invited back. Mm.
2: Thanks, Matt. I appreciate the call. I hear you, brother. Uh, let me see if I can fit in. Can I get in more uh, real quick? Barbara in San Fernando Valley. Hey, Barbara.
0: Hi, Brad. How you doing?
2: Hanging in there. Very quickly, what's on your mind?
0: Okay. Um, I'm a pacifist, and I have been all my life, and um, I'm certainly not a Trump supporter by any means, but I think torture of any kind, whether it's at Guantanamo or putting anybody in a cage, or violence of any sort is not the answer. Dialogue and whatever else, I don't know what the answer is, but putting people in cages is not the answer, no matter who it is. Correct. Um, this is my t- I would like your comment about
2: that you are absolutely correct Barbara putting people in cages uh, especially putting children in cages but putting anyone torture torture is torture and it should be uh or, or whoever uh, carried it out whether they're American Republican Democrats anyone else should be held accountable period, for that kind of crap. Yeah. Thank you, Barbara. appreciate the call. Finally, do we have time? Very quickly, he's always uh, awesome and fast and good. Morris, Mo in Long Beach, you got 15 seconds, brother. Go.
4: They got to rescind that thing about putting, you know, a war client because that means some of our guys might be to being locked up, too. All
2: right, I say lock them all up Thanks Mo I appreciate the call uh, Thank you uh, all very much For your time My apologies to those Who I couldn't get to today On the phones But my thanks to uh, Everyone who called in uh, And my thanks to our producer Desi Doyen As well as my board operator today Wendell Handy You can drop me email if you like I am bradcast at bradblog.com On the Facebooks and the Twitters And Mastodons You'll find me at the TheBradBlog I will see you there Until we see you here, hopefully tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.